Welcome to Marriage's Sexiest Secret Podcast. Today's episode, gee, it's nipply inside and out. What are we going to talk about today? We're talking about January, of course. It's weather, it's origins, especially our erotic January theme based all on nipples and nipple play. It's nipply inside and out. Be prepared to chill your nipples, ladies, maybe even some men, as well as bring out your husband's inner abominable snowman. We're going to review the happenings in January on some Mrs. and Husdom communities. And for all your voyeurs, we're going to give you a small little glimpse into our self-love February. Hey, I got that one down. Then finally, we ask you a few questions. So are you ready to jump into the rabbit hole? And visit the fox's den. I'm ready. Go. Do you want to know a secret? Secret. Do you want to have a secret? A dirty little secret. A secret that you build and share with your spouse. A secret that is so magical and so intimate in ways you could only imagine. Oh, come on. Wink, wink. You must be the smallest bit curious. Shh. Marriage has a sexy new secret a relationship accessory of sorts. This secret fulfills the wife's need for a deep emotional connection with her husband and a husband's desire for his wife's trust and respect. Come on, come fall down the rabbit hole where Mr. Fox and I share our secrets. Secrets that will inspire you to explore, create, and build sexual magic. Let us take you on a journey that leads you both to what you most desire, a sexy, successful marriage. So pick up that bottle that says drink me. Go ahead, toss it back. In other words, go ahead, drink the Kool-Aid. We can give you all the edge without you or your marriage ever getting cut. Welcome to Marriage's Sexiest Secret Podcast. Secret. Before we dive into today's nipply cold podcast, we want to offer a huge thank you to all of our listeners. Our success is coming from the impact that you are making. Recently, a number of members have been recommending Marriage's Sexiest Secret podcast to their friends and peers, and it's working. Okay, I know I shared with you earlier this week that uh, the Marriage's Sexiest Secret podcast ranked number one in three separate categories in one small country. Woohoo! The week prior, we were killing it in Canada with this podcast. Before that, Australia and the UK. So we really are having a positive impact everywhere. So we want to let you listeners know that you rock Woo! and that you are helping us spread this message. And we want to give you a sincere thank you. Thank you. Also, a lot of listeners are asking, how can I help with the crusade or the movement of Marriage's Sexiest Secret? The answer to that right now, the easy part would be just take a minute right now, hit the subscribe button. So subscribe to the podcast right there. You can also find where you can also click. It'll take an extra literally two or three seconds to give us a five-star rating That gesture really goes a long way in the visibility and spreading the word of the podcast. If you're an overachiever, though, while you're there, go ahead and leave us a positive review. That extra step actually is even more impactful on on our visibility. As always, we want to thank you for your wonderful support. You can also follow us and follow our madness on all of our social media platforms. And thanks again for helping us grow and spread the message. January is the month that gives us our first real taste of winter. It's the time of the year it gets rather cold for everyone. Just think about the chill, the wind, and some of us, the ice and snow. Doesn't it just tighten your nipples just a little bit? I guess so. You know you're feeling it right now. Those little nipples are just tightening up. Our inspiration for January was the cold and the coming of winter. You know Mother Nature's son, Jack Frost, Or for all of us 80 kids, a.k.a. cold miser, they get to have their way with us. Also, our hope is that everyone gets to have their very own abominable snowman scene. We thought we would celebrate his wrath by giving you the twisted nipple, I mean, the twisted taste of winter. (laughs) Give in to Jack and enjoy the chilly ride. But let's first talk, you know me and I love kind of like my historical information. So historically... January, the month of January, is thought to be named after Janus, which Janus was that ancient Roman god or deity. Janus was a was the god of all beginnings, of gates, transitions, 
time, duality, doorways, passages, endings. He always was depicted as having two faces, giving him the ability to look into the future and also look at the past. So what I love about you, okay, is all these things, I would have had no idea that January meant anything. Well, you know, I love, I'm into anything spiritual and, and how I can connect it and also give everybody just a little bit of education within the podcast. I think it's pretty cool. You're at the gate of the year, January. So, of course, Janus is Latin for gate, just to let everybody know. Um, this is the time of year where we set New Year resolutions. We review the past, looking back, and then we also start making the plans for the future. We're looking forward. So we're doing everything that Janice wants us to. So let's get to it pretty quick and let Mr. Fox tell us what are the happenings that have gone on and are going on in January on Husdom. The happenings in January for Husdom. When I look back at January's calendar, Beastly does a mentor chat. So if you're a member on Husdom and you want to talk to anybody about your relationship or anything sexual or anything like that, we have a mentor who makes himself available every single week. Uh, the weekly mentorship is Sunday mornings and that's hosted by Beastly. We also have a fitness chat, which is great, especially this time of year. It seems to be really taking off, right? Probably people's New Year's resolutions or just that feeling of wanting to do better. And it's marked by the beginning of a year. So, so many people get into that. But it's a fitness chat, again, hosted by Beasley. Beasley's been doing this for years for us, a couple of years plus at this point. He does it every other week and he's very consistent. So you can get on the calendar and check that out to see what topics he's covering in January. You can also look ahead into February and see what he'll be doing as well. If you have any suggestions, Beasley's always wide open to people's suggestions and he'll cover just about any topic that you're interested in. Uh, if you're a member, go ahead and private message him through the membership website and you can talk your ideas, collaborate with them, anything like that. The topic chat on Husdom this month is about breast play. That'll be facilitated by Sir Ed. Sir Ed generally does two topic chats a month for us. And again, if you have anything that you'd like to learn about or hear about or share, go ahead and reach out again to Sir Ed via a private message. Let him know what's on your mind and he'll see if maybe he can work that in for the future. And what about you, Okay, What's going on on Submissus? We all know on Submissus that the calendar really is the heart of the community. So I tell everybody, you want to know what's going on. You want to keep up, get on the calendar because that is where you're going to find all your information. So let's talk about what has happened or is happening in January on Submissus. Um, we, every month, have group chats. Different groups have their chats on different months, but um, in January, we had a great fitness chat and how it relates to our dynamic or our theme. We do it every single month. I try to post as many twisted fun holidays for couples to celebrate, way, you know, thoughtful ways to celebrate each holiday. We had International Fetish Day, pretty interesting. Um, we did our own monthly themed toy workshop. We do that every month. We also did a monthly topic nipples chat. Um, which was fantastic. We do, again, one of those topic chats every single month. We support and celebrate our season submissives for, with a chat. That just gives us all the, the camaraderie we're all looking for. Um, we also offer how to begin chats and what to do once you're in the dynamic every other month for both of those. So there is so much going on. We even mark the lunar full moon and also the new moon, so you know when to start your projects and finish them. So there's so much going on in submissives that there's something in there for everybody. Excellent. Okay. I would say come join us. Come check out the yeah. sites. So that'd be husdom.com and submissives.com. We're going to talk about our main focus this month. And it's all about nipples and nipple play. All right. I really so like it. I think we all generally know what a nipple is you know, where they're at. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to not stop. Boy, with, we are, I won't start with telling you <laughs> what a nipple actually is. We really are starting at the beginning, aren't we? But, you know, some people really don't know. They have a nipple and they have an areola, which it, is the skin around the nipple. Some people might have a nipple on the back too. People have multiple nipples. 
But we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Most people do have multiple nipples. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. But let's just start with the nipple play, right? So we're going to say nipple play is the stimulation of the nipple during a sexual activity. As a part of sexual activity, the practice might be performed by yourself or performed on you by another person. So nipples can be worshipped, decorated, clamped, electrified, sucked, and pinched. And I'm sure there's a lot more to list. About 10 other things came into my mind of what I would do to yours. (laughs) So um, a lot of people go, wow, you can do nipple play on yourself. Well, you know, Hmm. actually, I'm going to give you an example of a situation why you would do something like that. Okay. And we'll get more into what, you know, why it's like that. But your husband or dominant may come, may call you before he comes home from work and says, you know, I want you all juicy goosey and ready to go. And, and if you're really nipple sensitive and, or really that nipple play is the way direct line to the wetness that you need, then your sir may say, put on your nipple clamps for 20 minutes before I get home. So that would be a, an example of self nipple play, you know, get yourself going a little bit, get permission, get yourself going just a little bit before he gets home. If you know, you know, if you know, you only have maybe 45 minutes before the kids get home from school, get your nipples all worked up. Of course, pass this by your husband first, but get your nipples all worked up and all sensitive. So you can make that 45 minutes count. Like that 45 minutes can be the best, better than a five hour scene that 45 minutes can be if you're all worked up. So that's just an example. A lot of people are like thinking it's weird, but it's really actually, you're doing a little bit of the job before it gets started. So if you only have a little bit of time, perfect. But back on what you were saying too. So guys should really think about that for a minute. If you're, it helps that mindset, right? Helps get her body jump started to, to get things moving along. But think about that for a minute. If you said that, like on the drive home, you called her, like LK said and said, Hey, go ahead and get your, your nipples. What would you say? Get them sensitized, yeah, sensitized, I guess, but put nipple clamps on. Then the next 20 or 30 minutes while you're driving home, she can't help, but think about you. She can't help, but to be getting excited and you know, it helps that mindset. Like, why is she excited and what other things are going to happen? So like when we're looking for ways to do that transition, everybody talks about, you know, there's always a struggle from real life to intimacy. There's a way right there, even before you get home where you can start down that road and start changing her mindset. And I would also say for the guys, as you're driving home, thinking about her at home, walking around with nipple clamps and probably a shirt on over it and, you know, adding that pressure. And I mean, it's even exciting for the guys to think about, the submissive at home, following your command and getting all turned on, waiting on your arrival. So there's like so many benefits to what LK just said. It's a great idea. I didn't want to pass it up. Wanted guys to stop there and give it a little bit more consideration. Yeah. It's, I mean, like a lot of people, when you first say self, self nipple play, everybody's like, okay, but you know, it really does make a lot of sense. And we did, I just wanted to make a little sense out of that. Okay. But, um, We'll just kind of move on just a little bit there. Why is nipple play important? So a lot of people ask me that. Um, nipple play can be very important part of the playtime or the scenes you do in Marriage is Sexy a Secret because nipples are your part of your one of your erogenous zones. So by warming up the nipples at the beginning of a scene, conditions that tissue and skin for pain and pleasure. It's also preparing the vagina because you'll produce more lubricant or wetness if you're warming up the nipples usually. Uh, Nipple stimulation is also known to cause endorphins or hormonal reactions. So that's what gets you excited. That's what gets you ready to roll. Like nipple stimulation is a fantastic um, warm up to every scene. So, And I would say too, just getting into that, like how does it really work type thing. It's a great warm up, but it's also one of those things like you don't want to jump right in. Nipples do need warmed up just like the mind does, just like every other part of a woman's body. So you would start out, I would say, lighter than light and then work up from there. So and again, just like other pieces of a woman's body, including her mind, you start gentle and then that gentle will be desensitized in a period of time. So then you want to increase the pressure, but you don't want to just start in on the nipples and just go right to something you might see in a porn scene or something. Most most women probably won't find that enjoyable. So 
Like, yeah, and we'll talk more about that okay. later in the in the podcast. But um, when we're talking about hormones, um, I have to stick in here. Keep in mind hormonal fluctuations that come with menstrual cycles, uh, menopause, increase and decrease uh, breast and nipple sensitivity, which heightens or desensitizes your nipples. So don't be a, don't be disappointed if you have one really great scene or really great and you're like, oh, that's so the nipple so worked for me this time. And then you do it again and it doesn't work for you at all. Don't be surprised if you're having one of those two things going on right then, because you have to be patient with your body and your nipples. Be patient with the nipples, people. Eighty percent of women polled reported that nipple stimulation made their sex more satisfying. So stimulation of nipples, maybe 30 minutes before some type of sexual activity, improves orgasmic satisfaction, strength, and the overall pleasure. We're all looking for that. Stimulation of the nipple also activates the area of the brain that's known for genital sensory. So that means that a woman's brain processes the nipple stimulation or any genital stimulation in the same way. So women can just orgasm, and so can men. Just from nipple stimulation, which has happened to me. I just wanted to share a little bit of personal uh, nipple story or a nipple, LK's nipple journey. We'll call it that. How about I that? like LK's nipple journey. Um, Seems like we could have a book like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like from seriously, um, it has been a journey for me. I'll start at the beginning um, before we ever did any of this type of dynamic. LK was a prude. We'll just go ahead and throw it out there. I was tight. I was real, real tight about sex. Um, I was probably very shy. All those things. I checked off all those things where, you know, I wanted to have sex in the dark. Like, I checked all oh those. Oh my gosh, I remember those All days. those yeah. prudeness that I ha- did every, have. Every now and then, though, you'd let your wild side out. Yeah. And then it would, you would have Quickly a, put be put away. Right, very quickly. For the next year. <laughs> At least. <laughs> <laughs> or longer. But um, back to my journey. <laughs> um, but what I, what happened with me was um, I get, think I was just so uh, not very self-confident in my body. I didn't know any self-confidence in my body, really. I did not like my nipples really touched, played with. Anytime Mr. Fox would do anything like that, I it would really turn me off. I'd almost be going, oh, just get it. Oh, like I don't want to... It wouldn't really do anything. It would aggravate me, to be honest. I didn't know how to enjoy sex. I think that was my biggest thing. Because same thing with like little spanks and stuff like that. At first, I'd be like, you know, why are you doing that? And it would just aggravate me, you know. So um, I started off with not really liking my my breasts touched at all. It's really sad. And then even when I had the children, um, I did not breastfeed. I just didn't, didn't want them bothered. Uh, but... That was the beginning of my journey. So I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know how to enjoy my body. I didn't know what my body would react to. I was pretty much sex for dummies. I I needed something like that. So um, when we started this, it kind of opened my eyes when I would read a lot of things about nipple play and what they did with nipples. And I mean, I was just, you know, I was like, this can't be, you know. And we started trying little things, first pressure, you know, I think we started right. with a little bit of tape, right. putting just the pressure on the nipple, taping it down. And then I think I just started like blossoming. Basically, I just started saying, oh, OK, this is OK to like sex. Number one, when you start this whole dynamic, a lot of women come with not a lot of experience or body confidence. So I think when you first come, a lot of us are prudy. And then we learn about our bodies and then we start exploring and we tell everybody body exploration with, with each other. Big, important thing to do. You start exploring each other's bodies like you never have before. So many women come to me in the same shape where they have had several children, but still don't really know sexually what gets them off. Or they still don't know sexually what gets their husband off. They have no idea. So really, you're just wiping the slate clean when you start this and you start learning about your body. You start learning about his body. You start sharing with each other what you like and what you didn't like. Open up that com- sexual communication that many, us included, did not have a sexual communication going about what we liked in the bedroom. There was always jokes, but nothing very serious. I almost feel too like some of it is 
almost feeling like you have permission as a woman. Is that accurate? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not just like the just for dummies. I mean, we didn't have the knowledge or education back then either, but I almost feel like, like the societal pressures held you back quite a bit. Absolutely. Because in my household growing up, it wasn't talked about. It maybe be joked about, right? but never seriously talked about a woman enjoying sex ever. If you enjoyed sex, you were a hooker or something bad. It and, wasn't a positive light on it. And ironically, they're probably the ones that can't stand sex, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> ironically. Right. But I, I would say, too, that it started with that light pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's over time. I, I want to express, too, for the gentlemen that are out there listening to this, it's not like a switch that's going to be thrown overnight and all of a sudden she's going to love everything thrown at her nipples. It's something that I think was a progression over time, like with light pressures and more pressure and conditioning that mind to enjoy it. So probably at times of orgasm or near orgasm and instances like that probably have all paved the path for LK's nipple journey. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about that um, in just a few minutes um, about, you know, the different uh, nipple sensitivities and what that means. Excellent. I love your nipple journey, okay? <laughs> well, we can... I went from one end of the spectrum all the way to the other end of the spectrum. Seriously, like nipple, like we, like nipple play is a huge part of our um, foreplay. Yeah, it's all, how to get started. All the time now. And yeah, yeah they went yeah. from an untouchable, leave them alone, mm-hmm. to I uh, like to have Bring them. it on. Yep. So if you do it right, it can just make it, make your sex out of this world. I wanted to just quickly mention there are basically three kinds of nipples. Really? So we were talking earlier about my nipple journey and my nipple journey started with sensitive and now I'm all the way to probably normal plus, I would say, or something normal like that. Normal plus, yeah. So, um, you know, sensitive, we start with sensitive nipples, okay? If you have sensitive nipples, that means... That you're not into pinching, maybe not even so much into rubbing. It means that you really, you just need to focus on pressure, maybe, and then work your way, start working your way up. So sensitive nipples are something that when somebody touches them, it's annoying, or it's so sensitive that you can't take more than one stimulation. Like you can't take a clitoral stimulation with nipple stimulation. It just means that you're super hypersensitive or you just don't like it. So what does that look like too? Like just like rubbing lightly or like massaging? Yeah. Well, when we started out, I was kind of that person. So yeah. So like just pressure on the actual nipple. Maybe tongue? Um, Yeah. Like just, just pressure no sharp pinches, just flat pressure. Um, like I said, like the tape really worked for me. I would say, you know, just using the fingers, I wouldn't go too much right at first into, you know, any instruments. So maybe even temperature type play. Yeah. And, and once you get past, once your sir is stimulating the nipples before he starts on another body part, he should maybe stop the nipples and then move on to his other, uh, body part. You might be the type that just gets over, um, what would you say, when you get too stimulated. much? Stimulated? Yeah, yeah, overstimulated. Check-ins check with somebody that's sensitive is important for a sir, right? Like always checking in, making sure you're not aggro. If you know your sub or your wife is a sensitive nipple person, then always check in. Is this okay? Would you like it slower? Would you like it faster? You know, would you like me to, you know, move on? Right. And, and great too. Like I've talked about before in scenes, I think the, the post uh, downtime is priceless. Mm-hmm. And again, depending, I think on the, the intensity of the scene, sometimes that post downtime will be, could be minutes later. Sometimes it could be in the shower later. And sometimes depending on the intensity of that scene, it may be the next day, even before I talk about it. But like as dominance, we always need that feedback to see where they were at, what they would have enjoyed, you know, was that good? Was it not enough? Too much, too fast? You know, we, we need that input back so we can, uh, so we can calibrate what we're doing. Okay. Perfect. Um, we'll move on to what I laugh every time, but he says normal, normal this or normal that. I just laugh out loud. I'm just like, okay, normal, but 
the next type of nipple is the average, average. or normal nipple. Okay. Yeah, I hate normal too. Maybe average. <laughs> average or normal sensitivity yeah. or whatever. So I just say whatever normal is. Middle of the road. Yeah. So um, you add a little pressure on your nipples when you're like that, but you can't necessarily deal with full on like biting, pinching. Vibration is a good thing. Like use your wand mm-hmm. with or without a tool too, uh, a clamp on it and vibrate. Oral sucking is really good or suction cups is really good for the normal nipple person. I mean, of course, like I said, what's normal? So later after you get started, you could add pinching, touching, kissing, licking, blowing is a really good one. I think that sometimes people look past blowing, like blowing on the nipple. That's oh, really you, good, especially you with, lost me with blowing. <laughs> like, boop, checked out. Yeah, yeah, not blowing down there. We're blowing the nipples. All right. But blowing on it, you know, especially if you're using sensory cold or hot mouthful of warm coffee or an ice cube, like and then blowing. So that is what I do right there. So if we were having a scene and I wanted different temperatures from my mouth, I would put a cup of hot coffee with the lid and I would put a cup of ice water. So that sensitivity could change on the breasts and also on your more personal spot. Right. But that's what I do. Hot cup of coffee and a cup of ice water. My more personal spot. Yes. Okay. Um, you, you know, I get embarrassed if I talk about that. So, yeah. Um, if you really enjoy nipple play, tell your sir you need more aggressive attention. He is just going to eat that up. Like we said, we want your sir to be become the abominable snowman. You know, we want him to get his aggressions out. We want you to enjoy some aggression. So, but you know, um, Something great for an average or norm, I guess, is a breast flogger, you know, uh, for nipple play. Yeah, we Your sir can that. add those toys and move his attention. Now, now a normal nipple person or an average normal I is, normal word. I yes. know, it's so hard to say. Somebody in the middle. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. Um, great thing for them is that your body usually can do the two sensations at once. So you're like the the perfect person to have clips on. And then he's also uh, stimulating other areas of you at the same time, your body, you know, and then your body connects, like you have a connection between your breasts and your vagina, then it's, it's really awesome. So I think that's really good. Um, Another option for average normal nipples is touching your own nipples, kind of like in addition to him, it frees both his hands or both things and he also enjoys watching you do it. Don't do it and get your hand slapped for not asking. So. I was just going to say, guys, that's a great thing to, to instruct her to do. Because especially if you're new to this and you haven't done it, for guys that have done this, I think that we pretty much uh, probably get this common feedback from our submissives, I think, is they don't know what to do, don't know what to do with their hands. They're looking for that type of instruction. So I think for a lot of guys listening, they probably already realize that. But if you're newer to it, that's one of the key points of feedback we get from submissives, almost all the submissives, like they're looking for that instruction. And probably we haven't given them much of that during our vanilla sex. Yeah. And that's the biggest number one, my A number one turn on is for him to give me exact instructions to follow during a scene or play. And number one, one of those instructions is what do you want to do with my hands? Am I allowed to touch? Am I not allowed to touch? What do you want me to do? That is something that most of the ladies out here would really enjoy their sirs to vocalize what, what to do with my hands. Right. And I love watching your hands on your own boobs. I love your boobs. I love all that stuff. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So let's, let's move on to insensitive or lacking sensitivity nipples. Kind of do two different things, but they both are not very sensitive. So these people need the most stimulation, I would say. I always recommend a warm-up before you bite or do some sort of pitching. I just say warm-up, it's just better. Like, unless you're doing this, you know, if you're doing nipple play, you can do it for pain or you can do it for pleasure. Some people's pain is pleasure. I would always say warm up is the best thing to do, but just because your nipples are less sensitive doesn't mean that you want the harshest things done to them. So if you know, if your, your sub is lacking sensitivity, you don't want to take them and like slam them into something thinking that's going to turn her on just because it lacks sensitivity doesn't mean that you could like take to the harshest limits. Which again, I think we talked about this in the beginning and, and 
I mean, I've only played with one submissive. She's sitting right here to my right. So like, I don't have all of the answers, but I can assure you that in my experience, that no matter LK's level of sensitivity in whatever area we're playing with, it requires some kind of warm up, right? Like even before you get in the moment, it requires some kind of um, mindset warm up, like physically to get the blood flowing, to get the nerve endings alive, to get all that stuff happening. My experience with LK is that everything requires some level of warm up, and maybe different levels. Maybe you would warm up differently because you want different results, but I'm always, always warming up every area that I'm at. I don't just start from zero and go to 90. There's some sort of progression along that way. I agree. I, I would think that holds true for most mm-hmm. couples. Yeah. So um, basically if you So don't close the nipples in the door. Yeah. You don't want to slam them in the door or frame or whatever. But basically with, with that, I would suggest figure out what just feels good in that. Do you need... You need more pressure, more, you know, more pinch, more whatever it is you want. Or is it the fact that you just, you just need a little bit of pressure and stimulation in other areas to really get it going? So, you, you know, when you have something like that, try all different things. It, and if you want, bring in the, the more treacherous type of play toys. I'm into whatever, you know, you like it, I love it. So do what feels good. I would say too, because there, as as we're sitting here talking about it, I think there's a, a Mr. Fox journey too, and the nipple play really. Maybe because you didn't enjoy it, I always stayed away from them. I would say that it's opened up a new world for me and your breasts, and probably how aggressive I am. I actually love doing all kinds of things to them now. Well, that will lead us into conditioning nipples. Everybody's kind of like, why would you condition? nipples like what what would be the great thing to conditioning nipples why would anybody do that you know right before we move on okay i want to say also that like i'm talking about all the things guys can do but ladies like lk gives me a lot of signals during this play for me to know i'm on the right track with the nipples right it might be a a deep breath it might be a moan it might be actually telling me how that made her feel but I get a lot of feedback in the moment from LK, which helps helps me decide where I'm going on that journey. Yeah, which check I think in is all really important. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we talked about the guys checking in, but sometimes I'm not checking in. I can tell because you're giving me all kinds of cues if that was good enough, not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, I'm getting all kinds of in the moment feedback. Yeah. That honest communication comes into play right here. Don't do, you see him getting excited because he's slapping your breasts or doing something really, you know, that he's getting excited, but you're not enjoying it. You just have to say yellow. Right. That's just slow down. You know, he'll check back in with you. You know, you don't want to spot off red right away, but well, if you really hurt you, you. but if, but if it's just something you're like, I'm, I'm not liking this, I'm not enjoying this. It's just say yellow and then he'll check in and adjust whatever it is you need. So right. we'll go, we'll go back to conditioning. Why would you condition the nipples? It's a great, you know, people are like, why would you condition? But in each one of these scenarios, you know, if you have sensitive nipples, normal desensitized nipples, you do it for different reasons. You know, nipples can be overly sensitive. So they have, you know, or they have no filling at all. Um, you know, maybe you're one of those people who don't like them touch at all. So conditioning them is good. You're conditioning them. Some people like to toughen their nipples just a little bit for rougher play. Um, Sometimes conditioning nipples mean, you know, you're overly sensitive about it, but conditioning them, having them play with just a little bit every day or brushed a little bit every day gets you to the point where it makes them not so sensitive and you can start to enjoy things. You know, you can just figure out by conditioning or stimulating them. If you're not real reactive, this will make them more reactive for you later, like we talked about earlier. But it enriches your scenes and playtime if you condition them a little bit. It's really good. Sometimes um, you can have your sir actually participate at once a week in conditioning your nipples, which is just really a fun ritual where he can do wet checks and inspections. Which is also like a, a different term that we would use or we would think of in maybe more of the scene would be training. We can train and that's conditioning, right? We're training or conditioning the nipples for a certain effect or response. So that could be some training that us dominants want to do. Yeah. And it's a perfect little thing and it can lead to like little inspections, just kind of fun little rituals. We're going to do a fun little booby ritual training event maybe tonight. Okay. 
Okay. Sounds good to me. I'm ready. But Mr. Fox hit on this earlier. Verbal communication and complete honesty with the nipples. Well, specifically for me, it was very important that we talked about it honestly and, and, you know, knew exactly where we were going to take the nipples in our journey. So again, women, ladies, subs, be so honest. Wives, be honest about your feelings about your nipples. Um, it's very important. Right. And it wasn't even something that I brought up really. I don't know if, if you remember LK or not, but like it was something that I had just always stayed away from, Mm -hmm. from our vanilla life. And then you started making comments Mm -hmm. as that became a little thing of foreplay. Mm -hmm. Right. But even during the moment you were making comments to let me know that, Hey, this is feeling really good. Like I can feel this is turning the juices on inside my entire body. I can feel it down there when you play with me up there. So like it was feedback like that, that even got the conversation rolling. So, and that's one thing I think LK is really good at. And she doesn't, like I said, downtime's great. I learned so much stuff in my downtime, but also during these scenes, I'm getting constant feedback. I'm asking LK, but she's also, whether I ask or not, she's very good at giving me some kind of cue to where I'm at on that journey, right? She's not just laying there like, you know, completely not reactive. That would make it really hard as a dominant, I think, but that's not what I have. I have somebody that is giving me a lot of cues, whether it's her breathing, her size, her, if she winces or whatever it is, I get a lot of feedback right there. Another thing too, is like, we all know that, uh, when the submissive or the lady, probably even guys, I guess, honestly don't know. Um, you know, when you start to get aroused a lot of times, especially if you're, if we're conditioning or touching that area for arousal purposes, that sometimes nipples will get hard which I don't think they necessarily, if they don't get hard, doesn't mean you're aroused, right? Sometimes you're aroused. You can be aroused and not have hard nipples. Yeah. Yeah. But also the whole breasts, um, when aroused can actually increase and they say up to 25%. There was a study I read somewhere, um, done in the UK, right? A lot of those kinky studies are done over there, but just because of increased blood flow with the arousal, the breasts actually engorge or enlarge with blood, which I think is pretty fascinating really. Mm Mm-hmm. So actually, like as a dominant, I often want to get right to LK's nipples, right? The little perky things that are sticking out that just are, are calling for my attention. But the areola actually is, has a lot more nerves and is a lot more sensitive. So around, you know, the outside of that nipple. So massaging that, rubbing that, touching that, even just like kneading it with pressure. I mean, that can bring out a lot of different sensations. Um, and then also we can move to the nipple, but a lot of the nerve endings are actually in that areola that gives a lot of pleasure. Yeah. And the nipple and areola actually change color, um, as you get more turned on, just like the vagina. Yes. I like these podcasts. I like talking to you about vaginas and (laughs) boobs and nipples and areolas. And he really is older than nine years old, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. But you can tell that the blood's already. Okay, we're going to talk about nipple decor, toys, tools, all those really fun things to use on your nipples, right? So I'll start with nipple decor, okay? And most times nipple decor is something that's just a decoration for your nipples. So what's included in that is like rings. They're small, like, you know, silver, gold, Different metals, they're just little rings that go around the nipple that just hold on. They're not necessarily supposed to be tight. Um, Then we talked about the tape. You know, it's just like a tape that you put on your skin. It's called bondage tape. Um, That's fun, like I said, to start with. It's just some pressure on there. And then like ripping the tape off isn't exactly like a Band-Aid, but it kind of gives you that same sensation, but maybe not as as harsh. Not as harsh. So it's fun. Because some people like that bondage feeling, that tape, if you wrap it all the way around the back and like kind of push the breasts in, that's really fun. And it's, you know, you just keep a pair of medical scissors around that you can just cut it off or you can unwrap her later. So that's a really good idea. Then there's stickers and jewels. Everybody usually uses those at events when we have our events. It's a lot of fun just to cover up the nipples and the areolas with, um, with jewels. And then uh, we can go into nipple toys and tools. Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're getting somewhere exciting. Yeah. So the easiest tools or toys, things that heat and cool the nipples, 
which is gels and creams and balms and oils. They all come in different scents, different tastes. Those things are a lot of fun. Uh, we also, every once in a while, we do a food nipple game where it's a gummy play exercise where you use gummy lifesavers or gummy rings and put them inside your bra all day and let them get all nice and hot and kind of melty on the nipples and you surprise your sir when he comes home with flavored nipples. So that's a lot of fun. Again, we're going to talk about foods. You know, you can use foods as nipple toys, uh, which connects with hot and cold temperature play. That all kind of goes together. We talked about hot chocolate, ice cold water, or ice cream. Great nipple toys or tools. You can use those. Wow. You can never go wrong with ice cream and sex. Yeah. Hardly ever. Yeah. So just don't get it in the vagina, but you're, you're usually pretty good. No, I would eat it all. Yeah. Well, yeah, you would eat it all before I got there. So, but hot and cold temperature play for the nipples, liquids, ice, heated stones, heated stones is a great like relaxer for starting a scene. Oh, heated stones are great. Again, blowing or using your breath, licking, sucking, nibbling, wax. You're turning me on. Always. Yeah. Always like wax. Be careful. You don't want to start just dripping hot wax on your spouse's nipples. Right. You know, you want to work your way into something like that. Be careful. I put a little warning on that one. Any vibrators, your uh, magic wand or wands, perfect thing to use with or without a toy. You can put the wand on there. And they make pretty inexpensive nipple clamps that have vibrators on them or little vibes. Yes, yes. Clamps. We'll just get into all the clamp, different kinds of clamps, right? Bullnose clamps is pretty standard. They're kind of like they have a little screw on them. You can tighten them and untighten them. They usually have like a black plastic cap on the end and it's kind of a squared off end. Um, we have those in our shop um, on site, but they're bullnose nipple clamps. One of the most popular tweezers is also, it looks like a, almost like a bobby pin tweezer type thing. It's easily adjusted with a little rubber band. Great clamp too. Beginner clamp. It's probably the most common, I would say, in a nipple clamp is a tweezer clamp. It's kind of hard to go wrong with that. Right. And clamps are not meant to clamp down in the hardest, most vicious way you can. Clamps are really for pressure. Let me let me remind everybody of that. Nipple clamps aren't they on there just to pinch your nipple off. Okay, unless that's your thing. You know, but I'm just saying that nipple say clamps are really for adding pressure on the nipple or the breast around the, the, the tissue around the breast. It's not really to to uh, torture, but we'll get it more w- into that. I would say most are because there's one here on the list that's really a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Well, we have clover. We're getting into those now. Clover or alligator clamps. Those tend to be like as you pull on them, like a lot of them have a chain. And if you pull on them, the clover or alligator clamps will keep getting tighter and tighter and tighter the more you pull on them. So, you know, they're not my favorite. And, you know, from, you know, a lot of, some women really love them. I talked to probably, it's probably 50-50, um, which types that they like, the clover or the or the tweezer. But um, then they have things called rings of fire and they're like metal, they're circles that adjust all four ways, kind of smash down just on the nipple in the middle. Um, then when they have the clothespin types, I love when people are like, oh my gosh, how do you put a clothespin on your nipple? And I see all these ladies with clothes. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. People buy clothespins generally. Then you can go in and bend the little metal part in the middle. This is what they probably do on most of the pornos too, is they adjust that middle part so that it's not pinching, like straight out of the bag, pinching your nipple off. Because I can tell you that's super dangerous and we can cover that later about how dangerous that can be. I'm going to say too, on a clothespin, when you think about it, some clothespins are really harsh and others are not. You can either bend the metal back if you want, but there are so many different clothespins. And usually if you have a brand new one, it's going to be really strong. But I mean, they make plastic clothespins. They make clothespins that sort of are office use maybe with papers. They make so many different kinds of clothespins that have different intensities or strengths. I mean, you, you probably find one. And also if you're putting it right on the tip of the nipple, it might be completely different with how much area of the skin that pressure is over. To where maybe if you squeezed it down a little bit and put it more on the areola 
and had more more of the clothespin touching more of the skin, it might not be so aggressive either. So it might be different clothespins and also how they're used to what kind of intensity you're getting out of it. So just kind of to recap, I think for beginners, somebody that's just starting out, um, it's usually the tweezer clamp. And you can also get some tweezer clamps with the little vibrators on them. I think they're really inexpensive. So you might be able to get something like that to start out and just, you know, kind of start your, your journey, like LK's journey into the nipple world or whatever we called it. That would be your journey. Also, like a lot of, especially when we're using tweezer clamps, tweezer style clamps, they don't have to just be nipple clamps, right? They can double also as a clip clamp. So that's another thing is you have that double use if you have a tweezer style clamp. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, some tools that distort the nipple, you know, or I guess it's even, you know, just depends on what you're talking about. But uh, distorting the nipple is something like a suction pump or cup would do. There's also nipple presses and vices and pinchers. You can look all these up. You can Google all these and see there's so many options. There's nipple extenders, stretchers, and weights. I think we have a pair with nipple weights small nibble weights on them. They're usually like a, like they're like little balls. There's also the chopstick. Some people use just a set of chopsticks and our shop actually online has more of a stick or vice version of the chopsticks. They're all usually all these clamps and nipple toys have an option to attach a chain. Uh, You can use electric or they come with vibration with them. So many options. Breast compactors or binders, we talked about binding with the tape, make great nipple play accompaniments. Great additions while like stimulating the nipples, like double stimulation as you're using a toy or a clamp or, you know, something like that. You can use little finger claws. They kind of like are little rings that give you little claws on each finger. Also, cat nails, a pinwheel or a Wartenberg wheel. You can use liquids, ice, heated stones again. Foods, I could go on and on and on. You know, you can double up the sensation with every toy. Nipple warnings. Okay, the first thing I think we tell everybody is don't pay attention to the porn. Okay, (laughs) like you can get ideas from the porn. But I'm going to tell you that most of the porn is fake. And even nowadays, I think once they do the porn, afterwards they explain to you that it was fake. Or show you how it was faked in some version or some way. Um, you know, you'll see sen- scenes where a man just reaches up and squeezes or pinch or bites on the nipple. It's This is not real. You know, I can assure you it's not reality. Do not imitate it. What porn does, it mindfucks the views- viewers into thinking that things are done more harshly than they are being done for real. A lot of these women, if they do get into heavy play, what it is is they've been worked up into that heavy play. So they're not feeling much of anything if they've been kind of like slowly worked up. Just like if we were slowly worked up, we can take more and more and more. That's what's going on in porn. They make you think that that person's been enduring stuff for a long, long time, but they take mini breaks, do whatever they need to do to redden the skin, you know, with cold to make it look like it's been done more harshly. They got a bunch of tricks up their sleeves. But one thing that is very real is you can damage your nipples. The best reminder that I tell everybody is don't pinch, suction, torture the nipple or the surrounding tissue for more than 20 minutes. If you take away the blood flow from the nipple or surrounding tissue for too long, you can lose that nipple and the tissue around it. And once it's dead, it's dead. There's no bringing it back. Like you lose the nipple. A very wise lady told me once that you should start with just a few minutes, like one or two minutes, and then work your way up to 20 minutes. Don't start with the 20 minutes. I would say just work your way up a few minutes at a time. So do you want to share some fun nipple facts? Sure. Okay. We have that. We can talk about inverted nipples. Okay. 10 or 20% of all females have inverted nipple, has an inverted nipple, at least on one breast. An inverted nipple is where the nipple goes in instead of out. Kind of like a nipple belly button and any. A lot of the... Nerve endings are not only just on the nipple, but it's also in the areola. It's a pretty interesting fact. And so many people say, well, why do men even have nipples? They don't give birth. They don't feed through them. They don't whatever. But men cannot help that they have, ner- have nipples. So in most mammals, when 
the embryo is forming, it has a potential to become a male or a female. So early in the gestation, a nipple forms. Yet the genes that form the reproductive organs have not yet happened. So nipples always come first before your gender is actually decided. So men have nipples because everybody, every mammal has nipples. Now, some people or some mammals, guess what? Have extra nipples. And they're way more common than you think. Roughly up to 5% of the population has at least one super uh, mammary nipple. Statistics show that two cases of people that they actually had seven nipples and they travel, usually travel down a line. You look at your breast nipples and then you go down and it just travels in like a a milk line, I believe they call it. So they just kind of like goes down a little bit and gives you another nipple and another. If you thought you had a mole right under your nipples on, on your stomach, that just could be your extra nipple. Uh, One famous person, Harry Styles, the singer, he acknowledges all his nipples and even sings about them. So I think that's pretty funny. Just check yourself out. See if you have some extra nipples. Maybe they'll be sensitive. I've seen people even pierce their extra nipples. So those nipple facts end our nipple topic for this month. Whether you have sensitive nipples, normal nipples, or insensitive nipples, we wish your nipples lots of fun this month. And every month. So go out there and have fun with your sir and break out his abominable snowman. Hey, we also realize that we don't know everything. We're not the know-all end-all on nipples or nipple play. So we'd love to hear what other people have to say about the conversation. We'd like to keep it going. Uh, In order to do that, you could go to our websites respectively, either husdom.com or submisses.com. If you go to husdom.com, backslash podcasts, find this podcast and we have show notes. The bottom of the show notes, you can leave comments. Be great to hear from you guys. I'm sure we left some stuff out. Sure. We forgot some stuff, probably things we haven't considered. Maybe something we even got wrong. It'd be a great place to start that discussion. So if you have something on your mind, when you're done listening to this, please hop on our websites and leave us a post. So this month it's been all about nipples Sensitive nipples, average nipples, and insensitive nipples. I'm wishing that you all get tweaked and find great pleasure this month. As I promised, we have to give you a little peek into February. February's theme is all about self-love, physical self-love, and also emotional or mental self-love. Happy New Year, everybody, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful January. Until next time, everyone. Goodbye from our wonderland. This is LK. And Mr. Fox. Reminding you that marriage's sexiest secret is the ultimate marriage accessory. accessory.